We hear in our gospel reading today, Peter asking a very honest question. How many times must I forgive my brother? As many as seven times? We find the same struggle in which Peter has in forgiveness and how many times we should forgive our brothers and sisters. We live in a world today that has become very I-centered. It is my life that I choose. It is my way, my voice, my ideology. And you don't tell me what to do. And for that reason, the constant struggle within our society is an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But if we look at it in our reality and look at our own frailness and our own weakness, how perfect would we be as a human being? I think we would all come in here missing an eye, missing a tooth, an arm chopped off, and missing other body parts. Because if it was an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, we wouldn't be a full human being. So why does Jesus today call us beyond an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, beyond this eye-centered society and world? When he calls us to forgiveness, he calls us to something more. And we hear in the parable that is given in our gospel reading today, the image of generosity. In forgiving, we receive generosity. One of the struggles and challenges when we look at sin, we see that it just affects ourselves. But really, in reality, it has two modes of affecting others. First, it affects our relationship with God because it ruptures something that was supposed to be there. Then it affects our relationship with each other because instead of loving each other the way we're called and intended to, we've decided to turn away from that love and fall in short what we owe to our brothers and sisters. And so what we hear is this compassionate and merciful king, but really instead what we should call it is love beyond all telling. How do we love and forgive each other just as Christ does for us? How many times within our own lives do we fall into temptation? How many times in our lives do we fall into the constant repetition of sin? But yet every time we come to confession, we tell the priest in persona Christi that I have chosen to sin no more. But yet as soon as we leave confession, that sin comes back again. But yet the Lord doesn't say, you wicked and evil servant. I told you, you said you were going to forgive. I'm going to forgive you all your debt. You said to me that you're going to try harder and not sin no more. But yet, as soon as you left, you sinned again. So as we understand that there's two relationships that come about from sin. When our relationship with God is restored and our sin is forgiven by God, then what is hindering us from sharing that same equal relationship with our brothers and sisters? What is stopping us from forgiving our brothers unconditionally the same way God has forgiven us? I think St. Paul speaks to our humanity, our brokenness, and our frailty. He writes in the letter to the Romans, 
None of us live for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. How many of us are truly living for the Lord? How many of us are truly living a Christ-centered life, where Christ is the most important thing in our life? But instead, we go back into the world with this eye-centered focus, and we forget that Christ walks in our midst. Christ is in our brothers and sisters. And if Christ has forgiven us in this vertical relationship with him and God the Father, then we should be able to do the same and see Christ in and through our brothers and sisters. The life we live is not our life, but Christ that lives within me. Christ draws us to each other. Christ draws us to the love of others and Christ calls us to see him in and through others because they are not defined by their actions. They're not defined by their errors. They're not defined by their shortcomings or their sins, but they're defined by the fact that they were created in the image and likeness of God and they are trying to live the life like Christ. Some of us do better than others. Some of us struggle to be Christ-like into this world. But that doesn't mean they're not striving. It doesn't mean that they're not Christ-like. So how do we begin to see Christ in and through our brothers and sisters and not forgive them because of their shortcomings, because it's going to benefit and gain me something. I'm going to be able to play tit for tat. I forgave you next time you forgive me. But we see Christ in and through our brothers and sisters. We see Christ's love for us, and now for that reason, we are going to outpour that love to our brothers and sisters. It's no longer an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, tit for tat. But the fact is, I love you as my brothers and sisters. I see Christ in and through you, and I want you to live fully, to live like Christ, to be full of Christ. And therefore, I will see Christ in and through you, even if you choose not to live that way, even if you choose to turn your life away from God, I will see you as Christ-like. I will see you as Christ does. And I will love you. I will forgive you every time that you've sinned, every time that you've offended me, every time that you've hurt from me. Because Christ has done that for us. So too are we called today to do that, to share that with our brothers and sisters.